I don't know what I'd do without y'all. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increased, pastor decreased. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. Now, I was thinking about something, too, uh, during this week and, and being up there speaking of like, there are times I get uncomfortable when people clap for me to come up and speak. I was like, oh, man, you know, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? And well, for one, because the teacher told them to. So that's, that's one. You know, they've been told to do so. And then God said, so what if they complain about you? Do you want that? He says, you know, someone's trying to celebrate you because they believe that there's a word of encouragement that you have to bring. Uh, I say that to you guys as well to say don't, don't diminish somebody celebrating you. Someone say you're doing a good job, receive it. Ladies and, you know, gentlemen, someone say you look nice, say thank you. Don't go into a story of how you think you look bad. Right? Don't, don't do that. So just say thank you. Thank you. I do look good today. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. For one, I was going to get your glasses checked. But, but thank you, you know. And so we have to do that. And so we're, today, because we're going to be preaching about fear and dealing with anxiety. And everybody's talking about anxiety uh, but overcoming anxiety in our faith. There are some times, even with our faith, we can become anxious and have anxiety about belief and, and even thinking of, of, of the thing that, that the issue um, at, at Aaron's school this week. That was this week, right? I was like so in my head that they had a, had a, a shooting, a drive-by shooting, and Paula's going to burn down the whole Sunrise Street to get her child out of there. You know, like, all they had to do was tell me Paula was on the job. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, something about to go down. And so it was connected to him and, and, and Adam and I. And so we, we have to think about, you know, he's protected no matter where he is. Just like your child, protected. Don't send them out in fear. Send them out in faith. Believe God over them no matter where they go. And so if, when we get to those places, that doesn't mean you don't hit that urgency button when something happens. You're going to do it anyway, right? Even God knows, don't be up there telling them not to do it. They're going to do it anyway. Something happened to our kids, and they're grown now. Pastorita's on it. She is on it. You know, as, as men, we come around like, yeah, we, what does it look like? The lady's like, where's my baby? Like, how are you going to carry that big old baby out of here? That's a, that's a big old baby. Where is my baby? Well, God is the same way. God is rushing. He sent the Holy Spirit to show up running for you not to be worried but to show up where is my baby and to pull you out of any situation that you may be going through and so stand no matter how big the world is against us okay famous story how many of you ever story about david and goliath all right awesome first samuel chapter 17 verse 22 we're going to give a little bit of different uh taste of this one and 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 so verse 22 through 25 says then david left his supplies in the care of the quartermaster and ran to the battle line when he arrived he asked his brothers how they were doing and as he was speaking with them suddenly the champion named goliath the philistine from gath 
came forward from the Philistines and shouted his usual words, which David also heard. When all the men of Israel saw Goliath, they fled from him in great fear. Now the men of Israel had been saying, do you see this man who keeps coming out to defy Israel? To the man who kills him, the king will give great riches, and he will give him his daughter in marriage and exempt his father's house from taxation in, in Israel. So, great, great. You beat the giant, you get all this free stuff, right? And especially that tax one, man, you know, come on, son. But we like to, we, we normally identify ourselves with David, right? Amen. We kill the giant, kill the giant. We may have a musical, but what happens when we are afraid to speak up about what we believe? We look like the arm of Israel who was hiding, that had anxiety because the giant was so big. And a lot of times right now, especially the world we're living in now, you say you're a Christian, people start backing off of you like you got a disease or something like you're the crazy one. You believe in heaven, you believe in God, you're, you're psychotic, and now we got believers afraid to pray in public. Look, you don't know who cooking, pray. That macaroni and cheese don't look like my macaroni and cheese, so I'm going to pray over it so that <laughs> they don't have to be taking x-rays of my internal parts and cheese. And we've gotten in public and we're afraid to be Christians in public because of being judged. Don't let the Goliath, which is popularity and what's popular in the world today, keep you from being a David out there. David went to his brothers because they were hiding from the giant. They were hiding. No matter how big your problem is, God is still bigger. God is still greater. God is still who? And what do you identify with? Well, better not say anything. Better not walk out there. By his stripes, you're healed. Well, where's what the doctor said? By his stripes, you're healed. You can't run from that. Well, my kids are messing up. You train them up. They'll never depart from it. Keep raising them. As I've gotten, it's like, it's like this violent. I don't want to be, I don't want to identify with being afraid. I'm not telling you to go around and be rude and mean and, and, and land your hand on everything that moves because you're not supposed to do that anyway because you don't know what they got. Till God tells you to move in that behalf. But don't run. Hiding isn't it. Right? You can stand up for what you believe. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. So if you don't stand in faith, you'll fall in unbelief, you'll fall in doubt, you'll fall in, gosh, what's the right? A stronghold is the only way I know to say it. And there's nothing worse than being a believer who knows all the freedom verses, but not living the freedom life. That knows all the freedom words, but are afraid to speak. Because of what's right there in front of us. So we go to the battle line, I'm David, I'm David. Why are you hiding? You got rocks in your pocket. Now, rocks in your pocket, when I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, because of the wind, I used to have to put rocks in my pocket. Because I didn't weigh enough when we played baseball. I was getting blown around out there on the field. So my coach had to put rocks in my back pocket so I didn't blow off the field. You guys know how Lubbock weather is, the wind and the dim little dirt devils that chase you over the field. You're crying out there. They tell me, Blade, there's a dirt devil out here. 
You don't know what a dirt devil is. It's a little bitty tornado of just dirt. Little bitty one. And it's chasing you like you're terrified because you've seen a big tornado on TV. The little tornado can't do nothing to you. But you associate it with that. The bigger your fear, the bigger your enemy. Reduce your fear, you reduce your enemy. It doesn't have to be that big. But as a believer, you don't have to run from anyone. You can stand there and give them the word. And if you don't know what to say, just say, Jesus is Lord. He is my Savior. The craziness that what people are believing now and what they are saying is, is true and not true. Isaiah 5, uh, 5 verse 20 says, they're calling evil good and good evil. They're calling evil good and good evil. Christian movies are being called rated R for content of the Bible. He forgave you. <gasps> X-rated! So when you're looking at that, you get a little bit wired. And, and, and I love, I, you know what I love about you folks? And I'm not going to point you out because you know who you are. I love you angry, short-tempered people. Because we need you right now. You know what I mean? You're, you're seeing Avengers and, and, and uh, Tony Stark says we need Hulk to be Hulk. We need him to get mad. Me like Bible. Pastor Smash. Like, like, like you need to get like, no, I'm not going to let you drag my family member off. I'm not going to let it happen. And, and I, I, I'll tell you this. I was in there and I <laughs> love about like Jai's travel with me where I've spoken, come off the stage and they put that video camera in front of me to say, now tell us what you said. I'm like, I don't know. And one time, and John was so blunt, he can be, if you don't know him, you think like, man, he's just a little jerk. Dad, you look stupid. Wasn't trying. That wasn't the goal. But I remember one, and I've had several people in my family die from drugs, and, and they had this thing with drugs, and they called this thing harm reduction. Where, where instead of telling the people they need to get off drugs, they give them the drugs because they know they won't quit, so they give them more, so they help them do it where they won't get sicker. They help them die. I said, if I, and this is, I shouldn't have. We're in a conference. I said, if I roll up on one of y'all giving one of my cousins a shot of heroin, you're going to be buried. I'm going to kill you. And they said, you must go now. They are going to help them die. They don't care about the life of the person. They want them to be comfortable to die. That, that's wrong, y'all. Y'all know that's wrong. Let me tell you that. Even if you think it's right, don't say it now because I'm in a mood. It's wrong. To help someone in their own life because you don't want to stick around to see them get better. You don't want to fight through to see them overcome. You don't want to see that part of it. So now if we as believers remain hidden because we don't want to offend the ones that are being offensive, by the way, we don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything offensive. I don't want to say anything to offend this type of person. And they're cussing and acting. They're offending you. 
at least say, that's offensive to me, please stop talking that way. As unpopular as it is, to watch a bunch of people try not to cuss who are used to cussing is one of the funniest and most fun things I've ever done in my life. Because if you're being offensive to me, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to confront you. And now you're telling me I can't say stuff because it's offensive to you, so you can't say stuff because it's offensive to me. You know, Patty, Pastor, Patty, Pastor, that sounds petty. No, it sounds like you're speaking up for what you believe. Right? You, you got to care about what, what, what you believe in. You got to care about what you stand for. And so I can't go around hiding talking about I'm in the army of the Lord. The Lord. I'm just afraid to stand up. So there isn't any room for anxiety in the life of a believer that has God on their side. And the moment we get a hold of that, there is no giant that can't be defeated. Now, listen, I was so wired up. I and mean, those of you who get the notes, if you notice, I had to send them out three more times to Pastor Donnie. I got so amped up. I was writing sentences and putting verses in the wrong spot. Pastor Donnie goes, I don't know what this means. He had to send it back to me three times because I was getting so into it and I was getting so part. And, and God was telling me, this is why I did not remove your anger. I just told you, you need to put it in a righteous mode. Remember, God's speaking to you so fast, so quick. You can't keep up and you're trying to write. And I'm a good typer in my own strength, in my own mind, I am. I couldn't even keep up with what God was giving me. So he was giving me stuff and I was cutting off verses. I was, I had these next set of or these verses in a minute. I'm going to read to you in a minute. I had them in so many different places. Pastor was like, what is this? I was like, man, it's, it's my excitement. So when I fixed it, when I started reading over it again, I fixed it wrong again. I got excited again. Listen, I know y'all don't fight anymore. I, I know y'all don't do that because y'all are good Christian folks who learn and, and you don't fight anymore but but when i used to get ready to fight some like physically fight somebody like i would i couldn't even think like i couldn't see things were red and black and 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 and, and i was like yes and and then then when the fight started i really wasn't really into the fight i was just thinking about the fight and it wasn't until i got hit which i love to get punched first in a fight That means it's on, right? That means game on. You didn't hit me, I can kill you now. And that's what my twin would always jump in front. Don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him. He wants that, don't hit him. Don't hit him, he'd be like, don't hit him. He's, he's no, listen man, let's go, let's go, let's go. Don't hit him. Listen, when this stuff comes out where I see they're trying to manipulate our children and manipulate what, what they're doing and how they're thinking, and they're trying to go after grade school kids and trying to tell them that they should do this to their bodies and mutilate themselves, no. We're not settling for that. We can't. There are some schools I go for that one time. I know they're not inviting me back because I know what God's telling me to say, and I'm going to say it. And they'll have that seed planted on campus. They will have that seed planted on campus. We must stand up for the truth in God's word. Even when Goliath starts to show up in family or friends. And that's where it's tough, right? Because when you got a family member that believes this crazy stuff. 
and they get into it, and you're like, I don't want to offend my family member. I'm not, t- I'm, I'm not going to offend God. If it's I, I offend you or offend God, I pick you. Right? The Bible's clear about be careful of those who can only kill the flesh, but the one who can kill your body and your soul. I pick you. It was, it was so cool. Well, I think this was cool. I was surrounded by a bunch of atheists. Never forget it. Most fun time ever. Look, and I know something's wrong with me. But that's the good part, right, is knowing you got issues. This is when you don't know. I know something's wrong. And I was surrounded by them. They go, we don't believe in God. I go, then that means you are your own God. Make a plate. Make a miracle. Do something, God. If you're your own God, you're your own Savior, you can produce your own miracles because you're your own God. You're the limit. Do something spectacular. Well, I don't need to. You can't because you're not God. So I lost the first six people. There's 12 more. As I begin to talk to them, I said, you know what's going to happen when you go against the living God and you play in God? You're going to die, and then you're not going to make it, and you're going to end up in hell. Now, the other word they don't like, other than not saying Jesus, is saying hell in the vernacular of the Bible. They can tell you to go there, but they don't want to know they're going. Right? So I lost another six or so. And then the people that had to look me in the eye just stopped talking. Now, not that I'm some bad dude. I think they just need to know their reality. You are not, and I am not God. We are children of God. The minute I say that I am in control of my own eternity, the minute I say I am God is the minute I start to act like what Satan did in heaven, a Lucifer. He says, I will be like the most high. And so he was a great worship leader. You've never heard a singer like Lucifer. Lucifer was a worship leader. But instead of giving worship, having worship go to God, he wanted worship to come to him. Right? I know that because when worship and you're wanting to come to you, when, when, it, when it becomes to you, then you're trying to replace God with you. We are David in the fight. You're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You don't have the ability. You don't have all that stuff. All you are is available. And God says, I'm going to use that to win this fight. You don't have to have all the verses together. You don't have to have it all together. You just need yourself to be together with God. Gather with God. Gather with that part. Uh, And then I I messed up and said this in in a school, and I said how I support police. You'd have thought I shot somebody. Because I was, I, was, I was talking about Chris. I was talking about I got, you know, and I don't know why I call Chris my nephew. He's not, he's not my nephew. It's their son. He's not my nephew. But I, I said it. And I said, I pray for him. I support him. I, I pray that he goes out and does the right thing every time. And, and, and it's this counselor. How can you support the police? You should ask them for support right now because if it's just you and I and I go crazy and start knocking you in the head, don't you want the police to come? Just just asking for a friend. Not that I would do it, 
Ghostbusters? If somebody breaks into your house, hey, Ghostbusters! Didn't want to call the police. <laughs> call them every time. Call them every single time. And so after he and I were, were, were standing there, and I, I don't know, I guess he thought, like, maybe I would hit him. I wouldn't. Just so y'all know, I never embarrass y'all like that. Philippians 4, 5 through 7. Let your gentleness be apparent to all. Now, see, this is where I got to learn. <laughs> this is where I got to grow. Gentleness. How many of y'all need to grow in gentleness? All right? Gentleness. How many of y'all answer things too rough? All right? Let me ask your spouses. How many of y'all, your husbands answer? <laughs> no, don't, don't do it. Don't. Uh, <laughs> you all raise your hand. We'll get somebody to raise it for you. Let your gentleness be apparent to all. I mean, it needs to appear. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in, all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right? God, I, I know I'm peace. I need peace. Right? Don't let a temporary moment cause you to make a permanent decision that destroys your life. You make a, a permanent decision. We talk about the kid that, that murdered my nephew a couple years ago. He went from zero to death row. Zero to death row. So when, when, when you tell us that you're mad about something, man, that's legit. Yes, you are. You're supposed to be. The closer the person is to us, the more anxiety seems to come up when we are dealing with our stand on the side of God's word. Now, I have to ask parents, and, and, and since some of your parents are here, and you got, what would you do if you came home and your kid was on drugs? You caught them. <laughs> See, y'all are the ones I need to be at these parent meetings. See, y'all are the fun ones. You caught your kid high, or even getting high. What would you do? What would you beat him? Listen, <laughs> and just beat him. This is the mother of five sons. Beat him. Now listen, you think about it, right? Think about it. What would you do? They're high. You catch them. What do you do? Hey, well, let's go back. Let's go back. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. The bracelet. What would, okay, what would you do now? Because now we got to figure out, you know, if you beat up a high person, they're still high. You didn't get it out of them, right? You don't beat the high out of them. Oh, they're clear now. No, that's not how it works. What would you do? What is your battle strategy? Because you don't want them to, just realize this is a, a moment of freedom. You want them to know, no, I need you to be free from this. So that means you got to ask some questions. You got to go through some things. You got to go through some process. And, and listen, y'all are doing it. Y'all are, y'all are like really more real. When I ask this question, when I got a crowd of parents, they start looking around like, you know what they're asking? Where are they at right now? Where's my child <laughs> right now? Because even though they're sitting there, they're questioning like, where, who they with right now? 
Because it's almost like you never thought about it. What happened when God called you afraid, caught you not believing, caught you in doubt, caught you under the influence of fear and anxiety, under the influence of anger? The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know, you can be drunk with anger. High on lie. Confusion, depression, pick one. I love these medications to get rid of eczema, but man, you can almost die having good, clear skin. The side effects. You may want to go into a rage and shoot somebody, but your skin will look good. <laughs> what, for the mugshot? If it is about offending them or offending God, we must risk offending them with the understanding that God can help them more than we ever could. So when it comes to a family member, you need to speak up then more than ever. What was it? And that's what I said to Brock, the little boy. I said, you know what's crazy? I tell him, I said, my, I lost my nephew. You know what's crazy? The, the guilt of I'm reaching all these kids and reaching so many people and they're sending me all these notes that you, thank you, you saved my life and I can't save my own relatives. Guess who feels guilty for that? And he said, he's like, why would you feel guilty? You weren't even there. I know, neither were you. Let it go. Let it go. But whatever you do, when it comes time to speak up, speak up. You may need to help them. In our, in our youth group, there's a rap group, they're no longer rap, called the Dynamic Twins. Love them, only because twins and I'm a twin. But it talked about in some of their songs about what if you're going to heaven and then you pass one of your homeboys on the way to hell. And he look at you and like, you're going to heaven? Why didn't you tell me? You knew? And you didn't tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me about God? And I get it, but we want to walk with power. Don't let the loss get left. You got to be, you got to walk with power. And no matter how, how crazy and strange their word is, be as wild with your truth. As wild as you and you may not get invited to parties. I don't get invited to any of the company events. Here's the verses I messed up several times. Ezekiel 33, verse 7 through 9. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel, or the house of the Lord, or the church, or the people of God. You are a watchman. Do watchmen sleep on the job? Let me answer it for you, no. Do watchmen see something and don't speak up? The answer is no. You're the watchman. If you see something wrong, as a watchman, use your mouth and speak up. Watchman. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth. So what are you speaking up about? What you know in God's word. Them, and, and warn them from me, don't go, that's just your life. Do what you want to do. No, warn them what the Bible says about their life. You're judging me. There's a lot to judge. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, the wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require on thine hand because you didn't say anything. 
Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, and he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou shalt have delivered thy soul. The King James, which I like to read it from the King James, says, but his blood is no longer on your hands. The heaviest thing you can carry is the blood of someone you had the opportunity to help. It is the heaviest thing. When, whenever we go and we have a, a, something happen in our family, my oldest brother, Steve, cries the most. Like he weeps uncontrollably because he was like, I had a chance to say something and I didn't. I mean, he we, like we have to go hold him. He's like, why didn't I speak up? Why didn't I do something? So I'm telling you, you want to get your hands where it's like here. I'm telling you, here's what the Bible says. I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. We say something about our mentors. Mentors are not best friends. Best friends accept you the way you are. Mentors love you too much to leave you that way. Best friends accept your weaknesses. Mentors remove them. Best friends are cheerleaders. Mentors are coaches. I'm not going to leave you that way. I'm going to tell you the truth. I got to tell, I got to tell you the truth. So, so, but if you remember Goliath's deal, when he came out, he says, if y'all send out a man that can fight me, if I defeat that man, y'all will have to serve us. If he defeats me, we have to serve you. The goal of it is if you don't come out and fight, you will serve what you're unwilling to face. What we refuse to confront, we are unqualified to change and will ultimately bow to what brings us fear. God called us to share the truth and not just walk around showing the truth. The enemy knows he cannot keep you from heaven, so he attacks our faithfulness to God while we are here on, here on the, on the, this is, this is how messed up I wrote this sentence. While we are here on the heart, instead of at earth, while we're here on the hearth, on the hearth. When we're speaking up on behalf of God, we are casting our burdens on him. Okay? Listen to this, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. What messes with a person's mind more than anything else? Fear. Fear can cause you not to think properly. Fear torments your mind. If you're afraid, you don't think clearly. I want to be able to, I want to be able to think clearly. Well, I can't be afraid to think clearly. I can't be afraid to speak up. And, and it's tough now. But think about uh, us, those of us who didn't, who are way old beyond now. If we grew up in this time now, if we'd have had all the internet and social media stuff, how messed up we would have been if we'd have had access to the amount of information our kids do today. Access to the images, access to the pictures, access to someone. And you can turn it off all you want to, they're gonna find it somewhere. Man, you know they give free Wi-Fi in places. They find it there. So one of the things they do, no matter what they find in the world, make sure they're found in the truth when they get around you. Make sure they found that truth. So that's part of that. So it says that the first step to overcoming any form of fear is realizing 
<laughs> That's how I wrote the sentence to Pastor. I stopped right there. He says, I know there's more to this sentence. I had wrote it down four more pages or, or two, another page down further. Like, I don't know what happened to my mind right there. I got so caught up in the fight that I wanted to write it down. But the first thing to realizing, realize overcoming any form of fear is realizing it didn't come from God. Because God didn't, the verse just said, he didn't give you the spirit of fear. That's the first place you got to realize it. No matter what you're dealing with, that this did not come from God. So if it didn't come from God, I don't have to live with it. Because it didn't come from God. God did not give me a spirit of fear. Then apply the word to everything that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Then speak Romans 8.31, that if God is for me, who can be against me? Then speak Isaiah 54.17, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Then speak Isaiah 59.19, that it's the enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord raises the standard up against me because it didn't come from God. And then you speak that God remembers you in Genesis 8.1. He remembers Noah. He remembers you. Just, just begin to just talk about God. Like go crazy with it. You know what I mean? Because if we sit around afraid, no one's going to take the rocks that God has given them and destroy the giant that is manipulating lives. And guess what? It's not just for one. We buried multiple, multiple family members from cirrhosis of the liver. They drank themselves to death because battle line Christians stood behind the line and maybe not even stood behind the line, drank with the people that were dying and never spoke up until the second twin came out of the womb. Now we fight. Now we fight. And doing all of those eulogies, I stand there and I tell them, when are we going to stop dying? When are we going to stop dying? It ain't cool for me to sit here and watch you anymore. When are we going to stop dying? Quit going. After the, after the service, quit going to ain't whoever's house and eating greens and getting drunk. They died from that. So we usually end up in a hotel by ourselves, which is okay. I'd rather walk along than stand around and watch people die. You think you're better than us. Yes, today, yes. God is for you. Who can be against you? Romans 1.16, last verse, probably should have started with this verse. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the jew first and also to the greek uh i am not telling you to go out and start a fight right uh i am telling you to go out there because jesus has already finished the fight i'm telling you to go out there and be bold about the fight that's already been won you do not have to go out there and start anything it's already been won and for when I walk into these places and, and I have these kids go, you know, you're the, you're the first man in my life. And I, I don't believe this is true because the school is filled with men in there. But they're like, you're the first man in my life that I could listen to that spoke to me. I said, I'm the first man in your life that you will listen to and you would listen to. Others have spoken. You just weren't listening. And they said, well, it's the way you say it. I don't care how it's said. Listen, because I'm leaving after 45 minutes. It's easy to be a parent, like parents. If we only have to do 45 minutes, <laughs> I wish you was my daddy. That ain't what my wife says. <laughs> my kids got questions. <laughs> I show up with you. <laughs> you want another brother? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> 
It does not. But I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. I'm not trying to fight with anybody, but don't sit here and tell me about your business and then expect me just to sit here. Don't tell me what I can't offend you with, because I don't want to offend you with, but I'm not going to let you sit here and offend me. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I'm going to stand up for myself. And I think that's one of the things I need to quit uh, being upset with God for me being so short. This is where I got my fight from. Right? I need to quit. God, why didn't I, why wasn't I taller? He said, you may not have been as aggressive as you are. And I want you to aggressively get into the word. I want you to get so entangled in the word that you can't even function normally. I, this should have been some easy typing on Friday. I could not. Like, I was so, I got like, I was sweating in the room, writing my sermon down. Like, I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> the guy told me, I'm ready to go jump through a wall right now just from what you said. Let's go, Jesus. He said, well, you got to write this stuff down, man. And then go clean the kitchen. Because that was, that was Goliath. Dishes in there. Never be ashamed of the gospel. Never be ashamed of who you are because God made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in God. And most times we don't believe in ourselves. We don't like ourselves. We're ashamed of who we are. God says, no, don't be ashamed of you because I made you. When I do that thing and I talk about that, that, that self-love is not selfish until you can love yourself. You can't be yourself. You want to be yourself that Christ has made you. Boom. That's where God wants you. Because again, if you don't like you, you're not going to love your neighbor as you love yourself because you don't love yourself. How are you going to love a neighbor? can't give what you don't have you got to learn how to like you got to learn how to love you and i'm not saying that in an arrogant way but i'm saying that in a way to hold your head up you're made by god you don't have to be ashamed god spoke up against shame way in genesis when he made them he said i made i made adam made male and female and they were both they were both naked and then he said and not ashamed when shame shows up, squat, it's not from God. God convicts, he does not shame. God convicts, he doesn't condemn. He'll tell you, hey, get this in line. But shame, listen, you make a mistake, that's one thing. But shame says you are a mistake, and that's not true. Gosh, I guess I didn't get all this out at the Catholic school. I, I guess I... Had some more in the tank. Listen to this, and let me just tell you the background, the, the historical thing about this. This reveals Paul's heart. As in a sophisticated city like Rome, some might be embarrassed by a gospel centered on a crucified Jewish savior and embraced by the lowest classes of people. Does that not sound like today that people like, after all we know, after all the scientists, uh, you still believe in Christ? You still believe in a Jesus that died? How could you still believe in that? Because it is the Bible that gave the scientists the information they need to even study. No time, no matter. You can't have matter without time because where are you going to put it? Or when are you going to put it? And you can't have time without matter because where are you going to put it? I'm screaming a lot. I can feel it. I feel it. I don't need the mic. 
right? And so, so you go back and you say, like, they're like, you're crazy. How can you believe that? How can you, how can you even believe in these kids? I've even had, I've even had teachers say it to me, to especially elementary kids. Don't you, don't that little one right there? He's so bad. You get away from. Him. I said, I'm the little one. I felt real short once I got off the stage, students. I remember jumping out and saying, I'm the little one. You would have kicked me out of this session that I'm speaking in. Because I'm hyper. Hyper never hurt nobody. Wrong time ended. Amen? Amen. I, I just want you to be strong. I want you to be strong. Amen? Bow your head. Sorry. All right. I feel like I've lost control. Father, I pray for each and every person in this room. Is even thinking about loved ones that they know that they know. Maybe right in the middle of confusion about who they are and what they are. Even the things that they may carry around and what they believe. Lord, give us the word. But as you said in Philippians 4, that let our gentleness be apparent. That even though we may be at war with the thing that they may be doing, that there's a gentleness for their heart a gentleness for their soul and a gentleness for their mind. Lord, let them see the gentleness in us while we speak the truth and not back away from what your truth is. And it's easy to stand here and say, I want to be bold for God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel and do it in a violent way. But you said, let our gentleness be apparent. So Lord God, let it be known as hurt as upset as I am about some decisions that have been made by those that I'm close to and loved ones, let me not speak hurtful, but let me speak in a manner that's just truthful and gentle. We thank you for the breakthrough, Lord God, not just in them, but also in me. I need to learn how to fight. I need to learn how to fight the gospel way. I need to learn how to fight the way that delivers, the way, Lord God, that sets free those who are bound. So Father God, bind me to your word, loose me from this world, and I know what I bind on earth is bound in heaven, what I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And Father God, that I'll be a product of your will being done. I'll speak. I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm tired of hiding. I thank you for the rocks you've given me. Thank you for the slingshot you've blessed me with. I'm going to shoot my shot. And I'm going to honor you with my life and all that I do. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Amen.